Hello and welcome to the weekly Comics in Motion, The Last of Us podcast. I am here with two fabulous guests to talk about episode five, Endure and Survive. I said that weirdly, so I'm just going to say it again and I won't edit it, Endure and Survive. Welcome, Ellie and Blake. Thank you for coming back. You were on The Last of Us roundtable for the game and now you're watching the show and have joined me. We were supposed to have a Valentine's date, so part of me is sad because I already had to move Dan from the Valentine's Day. And I was like, well, that's right, because I'm having a threesome. So it's awesome. <laughs> and then they showed this episode early because of the Super Bowl. And now we're getting to talk about it early. So as much as I'm sad that we are no longer having our romantic evening, uh, talking about violence um, and <laughs> tragedy, tragedy loss, and, yeah, and loss. Uh, but we are getting to talk about this two days early. So it's very exciting. So welcome both. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us here. We were too excited. We could couldn't wait uh, that long so here we are <laughs> yeah a couple of days early which is making the stretch to the next episode feel pretty hard actually I was like it feels far away now no yeah yeah I was thinking that I I was thinking oh they're gonna um, just have another one but no no we have to just wait we have to just keep waiting I don't yeah. know why I thought there'd be an extra one well and this time we were like bang on for release whereas in uh some of the other weeks we had to wait like yeah. a week yeah. oh gosh wow because if the kids get sick and then we get sick yeah and all rolls on yeah we were talking just before we started recording about revenge bedtime procrastination and so it's like it's that crucial time isn't it when the kids go to bed and you get you you can't just crack open the last of us in the middle of the day can you <laughs> No. Well, funny enough, you say that, but for episodes two and three, I was off sick because I had like this terrible chest infection viral thing. So I did just watch it in the middle of the day because it would get to like 7 p.m. at night and I'd have to go to sleep because I was exhausted from being unwell. So I was just sat there watching it in the middle of the day, daylight streaming in, which in some regards was quite nice, to be honest. <laughs> like last night in the dark with all the curtains closed, like a little gremlin watching it and being traumatised. Well, yeah, because last night's was actually quite scary, I think. Yes! The yes. Way some of the other episodes haven't been. Last night's actually got to some kind of pretty scary stuff, right? Oh, yeah, terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> All right, oh, okay, let's get into it. I'll do the... Because no. I was just about to say, oh, my God, how scary was this? Stupid, scary, clicker, uh, acrobatic child is now in all of my nightmares. That can just... just jog on quite frankly thank you very much so episode five endure and survive so we get a bit of background to henry and sam who we met in the previous episode they team up with joel and ellie to get out of kansas city kathleen is still pursuing henry we get a backstory to kathleen her brother was the leader of the resistance henry um gave him up to Fedra, he got killed, and that's what started the uprising and overtaking of the QZ. We start 10 days earlier when the uprising happens. It's still pretty fresh in, in Kansas City. And we so we get that backstory, and then we get them all trying to get out of the city. They go into a small area outside of the main walls of the QZ. Sniper fun times, which we'll get to, the bloater comes out to terrify us all which we'll also talk to and happening they escape only for us to find out that they're spending the night in a motel that sam is infected he tells ellie in secret ellie tells him her secret which is that she is immune she tries to cure him by giving him some of her blood 
that does not work. And the next morning he wakes up, he has turned into an infected. Henry has to shoot him and jolly times. And off we go to find Toby in Wyoming. Yay. What a, what a cheery episode. That was a good run through. Uh, I, um, it's just going to be a good structure tonight because I have no notes. So it seems like you're, <laughs> you're really prepared. I'm just still a bit like um, shell shocked by the whole episode. To be well, honest. let's talk about that. Let's talk about. I think let's get raw emotions. Last night I was, I watched it twice last night, and I was just, don't do that. By the way, don't watch it and then start it again. You don't need that emotional turmoil. The first because the first time I watched it, I cried at the very beginning, and then I cried at the very end, and then my heart was sad. And then I had nightmares about acrobatic children clickers. So good times. Raw emotions of this episode. How are you both doing? Yeah, I mean, it, it sits really, really heavy. Really, really heavy. Um, we were, yeah, we were both bawling our eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know as well, obviously having played the game, you, you know what's going to happen. You know the story. And so... But whilst there's obviously some some narrative details they choose to alter, the the, the basic structure is still the same, and, and the main points are still the same. So, so you're you're just waiting for it the whole way through. And actually, I think that the way they arrived at the main point and the slight changes they made to the relationship and the development between Ellie and Sam, it, it made it worse, or it made it worse, made it better story and made it far harder harder hitting yeah Yeah. for me yeah i it's difficult because like i i was earlier early on when we because we see them we 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 introduced them at the end of the last uh, the last episode but we don't really know much about them and then we we get into them and as soon as we got into it and saw their dynamic i was just like this this kid sold me sam is like i'm here for him but then, like, it took me a few minutes to then remember what's going to happen. And then I was like, no! Because you, it's that inevitability. And I know, like, some of the people that you talk to haven't played the game. And we've kind of talked a bit, Ellie and I have talked a bit about <clears throat> part of, like, the immersion of the show is obviously it's, like, a great show that stands up regardless. But there's that element of when you do know like how the game unfolds there's this extra bit of um extra element of tension or 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 like uh ecstasy or 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 whatever because you're either i found this one really tense i think that's probably the most uh, the biggest emotion i felt with this episode was tension because you know what's coming but equally it was a great example of when they a stick really truthful faithful to the video game scenes and when they divert because when you're when you when you see them doing a scene and you're like uh and it's been they've done them every episode maybe like two or three every episode like a little vignettes where you're like oh oh this is this oh yes yes oh wow they've nailed it wow 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 that's really great and then other times when they're veered off you're tense because you're like, oh my god, they've gone off piste. Where are they going to take it? And it's like, every, so far every time for me, it's been a winner. Um, but there's that tension because you're this you're anticipating because you have some knowledge, 
but you're not in you're not in control of it. Your pre knowledge isn't the master in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the journey of how they're getting there. So playing the game we all know that Sam is going to turn, Henry's gonna kill him and then kill himself. But it's the getting there for me that made it so tense because we've got this extra character of Kathleen and her militia, but then we've also got the I mean <laughs> All of my notes for this episode are in capital letters. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Kathleen does this foreshadowing. Henry does this foreshadowing. Like, minor character did this foreshadowing. <laughs> right, just a load of exclamation points as well. Um, and I just, and I think tension is the right word for this episode, even watching it the second time. I was there on the edge of my seat, hands on my head, going, I know not only do I know what's going to happen because of the game, but I've already watched it and I just feel so tense. Part of that is the music and the pacing, how so much of it takes place in the dark, whether it's so to escape, they go down through under the tunnels. We get issues, get a nice little nod to, to the issues tunnels and in the community he built. And then we get back outside to the sniper scene in the dark again and then of course they're in the dark for showing us the infected because they're much more scary in the dark right so it's in the game it's that scenes in daylight but i mean that's not as terrifying <laughs> freaking horse or infected coming from underground and the most terrifying bloater we want to see that duck. plus like explosions look awesome in the dark and the, yeah. the van blows up and provides that lovely cinematic light for us but yeah just I'm just so, so tense. And I couldn't, before I watched it, I couldn't figure out how they were going to handle the Salmonelli scene. And so beautiful. One of the things I haven't mentioned, which I'm sure everybody listening knows, is obviously they've changed Sam to be deaf. He is a deaf character. They have a deaf actor. And for me, that brought so much to his relationship with Henry. How about you two how do you feel with that change in the character how did that resonate with you yeah as soon as as soon as that kind of got revealed we were just like oh fuck me this show like the way that they make these changes it was like really really good um we and yeah like you say it's like adds that element to the, the the relationship although i think it's like still the same anyway like i think it's Henry is still just like a protective older brother. Um, we we read today an article. Um, I, I I think it was from a deaf person who was kind of like critiquing the show and saying that, um, that they could have done better. That they could have done better with, um, like, it's kind of uh, their their perception was that like it kind of infantilizes deaf people a bit because, uh he's so beholden to Henry, like, he's, like, uh, doesn't know what's going on all the time, like, needs Henry to explain it, Henry doesn't explain everything, um, which in some ways I kind of, I thought that that was more a thing about Henry than about Sam, but still, this person was kind of saying it kind of wasn't showing a deaf person as having agency, um, and that they suggested that it would have been better if there could have been a scene where Sam was shown to be quite competent or doing something else that was like 
didn't have anything to do with deafness or anything like that, which I, I agree with. That could have been quite cool. But then at the same time, he is a small child. Um, there was another thing about... Um, they thought that the relationship between Ellie and Sam was a bit like a, they called it inspiration porn, you know, where it's like, oh, wow, look at these guys. Despite his deafness, there's all this, like, strength, you know, this strength in a relationship and that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I didn't necessarily, like, agree with all of what they were saying, but I could, I could see why they were saying it. Some of it, I think, is, like, some of those faults were, like, narrative-wise, were like Henry's faults, you know, and that's where Henry was so hung up on this. And you know, in the game, he they he abandons Joel and Ellie, doesn't he? Because he's just like, I just need to. I'm like so singularly focused. Um, also, I felt like some of the thing about like the this person was saying about the pitying of Sam because of his deafness. I felt like I was more like looking at it from like the leuke the, the leukemia thing and like he's a small child he's got leukemia and that's what was henry's like main main kind of motivation um i think like representation wise it's quite cool but like i've, I've done some research with like disability models and things like that so i can see where this person was coming from um yeah, yeah. sorry you go Eddie. No, I was gonna say yeah i think that the um there's there's a lot of really great points in that in that critique i i didn't read the relationship between ellie and sam as being inspirational mm. myself um but it's like kids you know, being kids I, it's like they're yeah it. that's they're how i felt yeah um, but you know also i i don't have any experience with deaf, deafness myself so you know i obviously can't talk from that perspective yeah. but for, for myself one of the one of the reasons i thought that the the change of the character to be deaf um uh actually offered something to the film is not just to have um, a, a character who can represent the deaf community but um but it actually offers um texture and extra tension and sort of draw, coming back to that thing you mentioned about the well both of you about the tension inherent in this I think something that the show has done well in previous episodes as well is its ability to hold a space and to pause and to go slow at times. And so silence, it uses, well, obviously not complete silence. This is where the sound design is really phenomenal. Amazing. It's so ridiculously good, silent. isn't it? And yet it obviously, it holds a space of silence, which is not entire silence. Yeah. And you hear, you know, birds peeping in the back yeah. of crickets or something that the keeps wind. you going. But but it's the ability to, to, to use sound so effectively and to use um, sort of this space of tension actually the the quieter scenes where there is no talking because they're communicating through sign language um holds so much more tension and so much for me more sensory elements which um are, i might lose if there was lots of talking going on so when he paints across sam's face you know the the silence of the scene allows my body to to feel that paintbrush and to to sit Sensory, here yeah. feeling that paint dry and crust and my skin to go slightly you know so I'm, I actually did feel um Sam's experience um of the paint 
um, in a way that I don't know if I would have if if there had been talking because yeah. there would have been more sensory engagement in other capacities. For it draws me. you in, doesn't so it? For me, yeah. as a, as a hearing person, I was drawn into that moment. And again, I don't know how it, that would be experienced for somebody in the deaf community, but uh, yeah. I certainly felt like it was. It really offered that change in character. Really offered something. Um, fantastically sensory yeah. to the show. It also um, heightens the like suspense of if you're scurrying around, like hiding. You know, you kind of you think back to like um, war time, you know, World War Two. You know, like people hiding around and attics and stuff like that. Just how silence is just so crucial, you know, to your safety. And so, in them like hiding in the attics and stuff like that, and kind of scampering around buildings, it really helped add to that tension and then with the sound like you're talking about like after the swarm and then just like hard snap oh. through the motel like from raging explosions amazing. shrieking the cars crashing and then yeah motel crickets <laughs> and it's just like you just your body's like oh wow you just feel like you've been so tense that whole time uh, the sound the sound was amazing um yeah, what, what what were your thoughts on on Sam? I mean, I loved it. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's good that, you know, we look at these things and go, what are the critiques we can bring? I wouldn't I am a hearing person, so I don't know. I have no experience of being within the deaf community, but I didn't feel like there was any like inspiration, aspirational porn between Ellie and Sam. I thought it spoke more to their characters and who they are. You know, Sam is obviously quite isolated from other people through Henry's choices. Mm. Ellie just wants to be friends with anybody. <laughs> it wouldn't matter who Sam is. She wants to be friends with Henry, you know. She's just like, there are more people in her group. Ellie's all about building her community, building her family. So she's just excited. Plus, Sam likes the same things as she does. He likes her comment, you know, the same comment book that she's obsessed with. So I didn't feel like that. I felt that was a very natural friendship. And, you know, Sam hasn't been given the freedom to be a child and Ellie's allowing him to do that. Um, yeah. and, 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 also, and he to her as well. Exactly. Great point. Yeah, he's bringing that out in her as well. She's playing football with him. They're being silly. She's like, there's cool stuff here in the sewer. There's cool children's stuff. She's 14. Yeah. She is still a child. So I so I actually really enjoyed that. And I, I don't feel like it's him. I think if in any way he's looking up to her because she seems brave and he she's a child in his world that seems brave and he's just seen adults being brave. I think for me, the dynamic between him and Hen between Sam and Henry is really interesting because, well, one thing I find really interesting is when the doctor doesn't come back, Henry doesn't lie to Sam. Yeah. He says, we have to go. Because if they don't go, they're going to get caught and they're going to die. And he could lie to Sam at that point, and he doesn't. He doesn't lie to him for their survival. He's probably has lied to him in the past because all parents do that. You know, I know he's an older brother, but he is the parental figure. You know, if I was in a situation with my kid and we had to get out alive and I had to lie to her to get us out there, I would. And so I'm sure Henry has done that. But in this situation, he understands the gravity of it and and makes sure Sam knows. 
with the sensory thing, I just nearly cried when he was talking about because I felt the same. When he painted on his face, I could feel it. And it's such a beautiful slow moment. It's, you know, clearly we're all fans of Studio Ghibli films. We talk about it every time we're together, but it's the same thing. It's holding a shot, right? Making you feel what's in the shot, what's going on. I felt the same with the crayons. When when the doctor says to Henry, he's scared because you're scared, which is like the most parental thing I've ever had. We were literally just talking about how our children feed off our anxiety if we've got an appointment to get to and they're messing around, so they mess around more, right? If we'd just been calm in those moments, they'd be on the bus, in the car, walking down the lane, and we'd be there already, but we're not because they feed off us. And so I love that moment when Henry brings the crayons out and says this building is ugly and they start scribbling walls. I felt that. I could feel them drawing on the walls, you know, and I was like, that's extraordinary. Like, part of me was also like, oh, my God, they're drawing on the walls because, you know, don't let my kids do that. Please don't ever do that. There's going to be so much fun to the um, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally fine. You know, I, I could really feel that. And there's something about Sam drawing Henry as a superhero, you know, well, Sam's eight. Henry's clearly much older than Sam. Where are their parents? We don't know. When he had leukemia, it was clearly Henry who had to sort that out. The parents weren't around. So, of course, Sam sees him as a superhero. I didn't, and again, I say this as a hearing person, I didn't see Sam seeing him as a superhero because Henry is a hearing person in this world and Sam is deaf. I saw it connected more to the things that Henry has done to ensure their survival. And again, that is just mine as a hearing person's perspective. And I completely appreciate those views. And I think we should have more of those. I would also be really, really shocked if the creators of this show, I haven't been able to listen to the HBO behind the scenes podcast. I don't listen to it until after we record, but I would imagine in that they talk about the reason Sam is deaf. And I would absolutely 100% presume both Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin have taken that very seriously and have somebody both on set and consulting about this character. It doesn't mean the character's perfect. Of course it doesn't, but I'm sure there's been a lot of thought put into it. And so I'm excited to hear those thoughts. So it'd be really good to hear those compared to some of the criticisms and criticisms that should be really interesting to me. And that's the other thing as well. It's like, yeah, you don't want, a character to be perfect either you you want them to be just um like have all the kind of perfections or imperfections that anyone else has but i suppose if you've seen so little representation you you kind of want to like to kind of really push keep pushing the uh the the boat out um and fair and fair enough um i'd love to i'd love to see more representation like that because it was completely it wasn't like a hindrance at all. It was it was fantastic, and 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 what a great character the the actor was. Oh, amazing. he's so fantastic, isn't I he? I love just his, fa- Keith, like his Keevon, face. Like... Kevon Woodard, I think he's called. Yeah, Woodard. like he was always like the way he would like look at Henry. I was just completely sold. He broke like, my heart. The, the, like... the connection, yeah, know, that, that that link. Oh, and yeah, that that moment with the painting that you're talking about, Elliot, is like that. That really sealed the deal for me as well because, like, Arlo's like super. Our, our four-year-old's really into superheroes, and I just love like how kids when they put on the costume, it's like they totally are. 
they totally are that superhero. Their body changes, their body language, and the way he walks, and the way he, like his faces, because he's he's got this responsibility or this like power. And yeah, so when when Sam like has has the mask on of of pain, he's like, yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> it made me cry. I'm feeling really emotional now talking about it. Well, let's move on. We'll. I think let's we'll talk about Sam and Henry more at the end. But let's move on. You talked about people who aren't perfect. Let's talk about Kathleen. Ah, oh, Kathleen, the terrifying monster who is forgetting the bigger picture to go after Henry. Kathleen, come on. Yeah, I, I at first in the previous episode when when we were introduced to Kathleen. I was wonder- I was left wondering what is this introduction of Kathleen and that mission? What is that offering the story overall? And I wasn't sure yet. And I think I kind of got I got won over in this episode. Um, I felt that I understood why a, a, a deeper underpinning of the situation could could flesh out um Sam and Henry's story. And could could offer just you know a deeper sort of resonance to the whole episode and the whole sort of part of the the series. Uh, so I was definitely won over by by, by that uh, change and, and the inclusion of all of that. I don't know if you were. Yeah, I we've talked about it before. Like I wasn't sold. I, I was disappointed because I, I I I don't want to like see cracks because I'm so enraptured by the whole thing. I just wasn't sold by her her character, or at least maybe the, just the acting of the character, because it's not that she has to be like Sarah Connor or anything like that, but it's just like, okay, this is a cool, this is an interesting character. They've, they've changed up like the Hunter chapter and that. Okay, so what are you going to do with it? And I just didn't really feel like I, I, I was bought into her character. Obviously, they're gonna like tease us along with their motivations, but for me, at least in that first episode, it was kind of all exposition with the doctor and stuff. Um, and I was I was willing to be kind of um, bought on it, and 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 I did, I did come around to Kathleen in the second episode, but <laughs> a part of it was like when when I. When, I came into it, I'm like, thinking, I don't want to be just, like, falling into it because I want to love it all. I still want to be critical about it uh, and, and everything in the show. But one thing I felt in the second episode, I was like, this is a bit, like, theatrical. Like, it fit, she felt a bit stagey. And I was, once I saw that, I was like, oh, like, am I, is that it? Is that what I don't quite buy about it? But then I kind of thought, like, well, why am I, why am I just applying that to... Um, the Kathleen character, or 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 Melanie Linsky, is it? <laughs> because in reality, the whole lot of it is stagey. You know, like one of the things I love about the show is we we rave about the art design and stuff because it's so like the game, and so the game is staged. You know, it's like shabby chic apocalypse. It's like so brilliantly designed muck but perfectly placed apocalypse like, core yeah 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 it's exactly <laughs> like the game is it's like you they haven't just found this place they've constructed it so therefore it's very it's quite theatrical and there's all this mumbling and grumbling but like 
I'm not looking for just gritty realism. So why should I look for it in her? So I, I brought it along to her. And, and also once her story was explained a bit, how she's like the the sibling to this great man. They keep on talking about this great man. And she's standing there a bit like, almost a bit dotty in her childhood bedroom. And I was like, oh, okay, so she's a bit, maybe she's a bit mad. She's gone mad by grief or whatever, the trauma of the whole process. And so then I kind of bought into it and that just kind of maybe she's like this kind of upper echelon kind of person who is a bit detached from the real horrible, horrible stuff. Although she, we can see she is capable of horrible things. And so I kind of got along with it. I will say though, at the end, by the end, when she kind of comes back, when all after all the swarm and they're just about to make their escape, she pops up. I was audibly like, come on, like, are you still hung up on this? Well, because what else has she got? You know, if, if get out of there, get a, get but then what, stay she alive. Doesn't, she doesn't want to be alive. Yeah, does true, she? True, and this is—I was won over the moment in the bedroom when she's give she gives us the whole backstory. We learn about her relationship with her brother, uh, the fact that really it was the two of them. You know, he was her kind of partner in mm. life as her brother. You know, I, 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 in terms of how how her life especially as she's grown up through the 20 years, because she's not that old. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she's grown up through the 20 years of, of this pandemic. And so her brother has been that core person for her. And yeah, he's taken away from her. And she explains that, you know, he was this all wonderful, great, fantastic and kind person. He, he told her to forgive. But then she says, but, I'm not like that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. That was his thing. Just not yeah. like that. And so, so she can't. She's got nothing else to live for. All well, it's, it's like really, Henry and Sam, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mirror, really great mirror. Really. It is, yeah. And all she really cares about, therefore, is that revenge, because that's essentially all she's. So of course she comes back. Of course she doesn't care about living. Really, what she cares most about is killing Henry. Yeah. So I, I was won over also. In that moment in the bedroom, when um, it could have been easy for her second in command to say or to feel like she's going a bit far, you know, hmm. she's she's not she's not willing to give these people um, their time, you know, she 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 joked with them that she you know might give them a trial. Uh, and that they'd just spend some time in prison and that's it. But in actual fact, these people that she's captured, um, she has no intention whatsoever of doing that. She just wants to kill them. And, you know, that becomes very clear to her second in command. And in that moment in the bedroom, he then turns to her and I, I thought he was going to go against her, you know, but he didn't. He actually said, opposite, well, yeah. he said the opposite. Well, your brother was a great man, but he didn't change anything. Yeah. That you have and I really that, was, fantastic. that mm. was the moment that allowed me to go okay I'm, a, I'm more on board with her I'm okay with this mm. it was a nice bit for him as well because that's a bit of a thankless role that one yeah just being the man Friday with the gun you know like yeah. he, and he believes in her. yeah he, yeah. he's he really and, opened you, know, you the see door. that right at the end as well yeah yeah and that's that's what's so interesting because I think she's a, a really flawed leader I think what really bamboozled so many of us in episode four is why is she the leader? We like none of us could really get it. And I feel like in this episode, they've told you know, they've absolutely told us why it's yeah. 
it's we had to they've given us that payoff to that question because I think I said like in in the last episode she's like a girl scout leader right that then all of this has suddenly happened and now she's suddenly in charge and like those leaders can be freaking terrifying and as we can see and they're terrifying leading an uprising as well um yeah in that and that's what's so interesting you know she she obviously never wanted to be in this position she always was always second fiddle to her brother but then he died and it's her grief it's exactly what you said Ellie she's got nothing to live for her grief is all that she has to live for and so that's what keeps her going so of course at the end she's like Perry who's her second in command is literally like run and do not look back he's he sacrifices his life for her and she does yeah. not give a shit because all she cares about is Henry it's like this man has been by your side supporting you said this amazing thing to you what like a couple of hours ago and you just don't you're like you're so focused you're not even listening yeah. to somebody who who loves you not in a romantic way and you know loves you and respects you and is fo- clearly following you to the ends of the earth and you can't see that and that's a study in grief that is something that will be explored later in this series surely you know foreshadowing it's that sort of thing it's is it executed perfectly? No, but am I convinced that there are people like that if this shit was to ever go down? Absolutely. You know, and she makes wrong decisions. She makes so many terrible decisions, but she's also clearly made really good smart decisions to be in this position and she's not able to to go actually I've got us here. This is fantastic. I've led an uprising. Maybe I'll just you know it's like gambling, right? at a casino quit when you're ahead she can't do that she just can't she's addicted to henry yeah like, chill out yeah. kathleen you've won take those wins home everything Speak- speaking of being executed perfectly we should talk about that creepy um girl that killed her you know the one that came through oh my god window. why are we talking about this there was already... a flip over oh and- my god Ellie, you raised a couple of really great points when we were talking about last night. One was that how, like, the further away we get from the start of the show and away from where they started, that the zombies are getting, like, less human, aren't they? Like, from when there was that horde, when they're looking Mm -hmm. down, and they're just, like, a a, a swarm to this one where she's, like, the body's moving in unnatural ways. They actually emerge from the ground running on all fours. Oh, I love it, yeah. Very animalistic now. Whereas right at the beginning, when they were walking around in the museum, they're very upright. They're very people-like still. Well, they're fresh, and a lot of those are fresher, aren't they? So Because all of these ones have been 15 years underground, just growing. Except for, well, because this is the other thing. You you go. It's your thing, it's your thing. Well, it's just (laughs) that girl, she only had a, a, a small growth, essentially, on her face. And what it made me think is that she's young. She's clearly been born recently. And in fact, I did read it was a nine-year-old um, gymnast contortionist who played her. Um, so she is. Her clothes are not that, as dishevelled either, right? Her clothes are not that dishevelled. So in my head, you know, narrative-wise, she is from Isha's bunker. Yes, I had the same thought, and it was so devastating. Yeah. And I that had the exact really same hard. thought. In yeah. the game, I found the Isha's bunker scene, was, the final yeah. one, incredibly difficult. Yeah, and that's and part of the tension yeah. watching. Yeah. Like, are we going to see it? Please don't show us. We don't yeah. want to see it. And that was cool, actually, because the way they, they reversed that, instead of showing this like horrific thing, because, yeah, like Ali says, the Ish story, like finding from the boat to the bunker, 
was such a one of the best side stories, yeah. wasn't it? But it was just so tragic. And instead of like showing that darkness, because we're gonna get we're gonna get that later. We're gonna get this darkness and this loss later on. Um, they actually flipped it over, didn't they? Because in the bunker is where the um Sam and Ellie, the the kind of innocence, the childlike innocence developed. So that was nice. That like to kind of reverse it. But yeah, when you said this thing that where it could have been one of the kids from the bunker, oh gosh. That's for the train spotter, that one, isn't it? Because it's like <laughs> if you didn't play if you didn't play the game, then you might yeah. not really think about it so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought the same, the same thing. And I just same, yeah, because yeah, otherwise I was like, I feel like they had to have Ish's bunker there anyway. You know, I think that was a lovely nod to yeah. Oh, yeah. the games. And you know, Craig Mazin's played the game, loved the game. So I imagine he was like, Can we please just have something? You know, I'm writing this. Can we have it in there, please? <laughs> like I'm yeah. in charge. And then yeah, and then it was like it's there so that when we see this young girl clicker, we know that's what's and it's happens. emphasized in the language in, in the text as well. When um jo- when they're in the bunker, Joel says, Well, these co- oh, I read about these communities, or I heard about these communities, but if they didn't follow the rules, they all died or they all got infected. So he's that's the foreshadowing of us then seeing her, is you know. Yeah. Consequences, yeah, yeah. it's making me feel a bit like a bit sick. <laughs> you do you know because it's because it's because that whole scene is terrifying, and then she is that contortionist, that nine nine year old contortionist That's is amazing. sensational. Like genuinely, is it was in my nightmares last night. I'm not even lying when I say that. I was like, oh god, horrendous, and this, and you know, just. The way they move in this show, especially compared to the to the game, is so terrifying. It's like combining the terror of the game with the fast infected in twenty eight days later, and we don't need that. Mm-hmm. That's too scary. No thanks. You know, and and while we're talking about the infected, we'll like so. There's the scene with Ellie in the car as well, which is just highlight of that whole scene is that silent communication between her and Joel is just fantastic. They're so connected now. That yeah. connection is not going to be severed. They just can anticipate each other's moves. They're constantly looking for each other to keep each other safe, to communicate and understand what's going on. But that freaking clicker. Ugh. So, and it's just there. Oh, I'm safe in this car for like five minutes at least. Oh, uh, slithering in uh, so horrific and Joel's panic at trying to shoot it and like I know what happens I know she's not going to get killed by this clicker but Joel reload that <laughs> fucking gun well we really saw his his panic then mm. in a way that you don't see in the game yeah. and I think that, that his humanity is is, is much more developed isn't it and we really saw him worried in that moment well that's really interesting yeah that you say that because one of the other things they changed was when he gets up to the sniper tower it's just this old coot isn't it who's just been put up there just as a filler as a kind of a blocker and he's going to report back to kathleen and and joel's like no mate don't do it don't do it and the old guy's like slowly pulling the rifle around and then he he kind of jerks and then it pulls away. You hear the shot, so you know that Joel's got him. 
that's really cool, isn't it? Because they've tried really hard. It's like the Han shot first kind of thing. It's like they're really trying really hard to make it that Joel's a badass who's capable of doing this, but he doesn't want to do it. You know, like I, I, I feel like we're not going to get that much super bloodthirsty stuff because, like in the game, it's really, really bad, and I don't think it could translate. I don't think that your general audience would have as much compassion for him if that it was like that. So I think they're trying really hard to tread that line. Um, and I think they've done it well so far. Obviously they needed really... to do it with the guard. They needed to do it with the guard yeah. in the first episode because that's the kind of PTSD thing that kind of gives them this weight, this kind of baggage. But yeah. Yeah, the violence is really effective in this show. Like really effective. It's like when you play the game, I feel it when it happens. Because it's not actually been that much violence if you think about it. And seeing Joel shooting people in kansas city from henry's point of view is shocking i found seeing it not being in from joel and ellie's perspective really shocking and you totally get why henry's like i need to team up with this guy because it's i felt quite taken aback by joel as the character that i love one of the reasons I love the game is we explore how violent he is and the terrible things that he does when, you know, we've talked about the NPCs and things that they say and how scared other communities are. But I didn't know how they'll translate that into the show. And just that scene, I was just like, oh, Yeah, we talked about yeah. that as well, didn't we? That different, the way that the perspective, they've done the, mm. a different perspective really well. It's not just like the same angles or whatever. It's like completely different feel and, yeah, we, we don't want to jump ahead to future episodes, but yeah, I think that's really like it, it's, it's something that needed to be addressed, I think. Mm. Mm. And so let's talk about the one of the questions I had for you was about the 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 sniper guy and and how Joel handles that, but also the comparisons because I really wanted to talk to you two. I'm so glad. I watched the Stefano talking to you about so the sniper thing in the game, the sniper stretch is one of my favorite bits. And you get so shot up. The sniper's amazing. And there's these other NPCs that come out and like mess you up and you just like have to run along and then you sneak up. And how they've changed that in this game. So they've changed it to nighttime. They've made him a terrible shot. Did you like I really enjoyed those changes considering it's like one of my favorite runs of the game. How about you guys watching it and the changes from the game and the sniper being a bit shit and just basically just trying to hold them up till Kathleen gets there because she wants to do the deed herself, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. And then having the odd guy because in the game, they're winding you up as well, isn't he? He's always like, ah, you're so rubbish. I'm going to shoot you. And you're like, so when you get there and you perpetrate that violence against him you feel really good because you're like yeah you were mean to me you bastard but in here it's the opposite and I mean you've already answered it really and you feel that you know Joel doesn't want to do it and it's so different so how do you feel about that contrast yeah I I think that that I really enjoyed that sniper tower part as well because I think like, I didn't necessarily realise it at the time. I didn't realise it until later in the game. But looking back now, that sniper tower section, I think, was the kind of crossroads for me playing it where I actually felt I was, like, master of my domain. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was not like I was scared in the towers with the clickers at the start, kind of not knowing what was going on. I was like, this is difficult. But, like, I kind of got this under control, and I was actually felt 
for the first time that I was the predator in the playground. Um, so for it to go completely the other way, that didn't bother me at all because it's not about being like a game and it's not really, that's what we're not after that for Joel to feel like, oh, great, I'm just wasting people. What it did for me was think, okay, they've parked that aside because they've got something bigger coming up. That's how I felt. What about you? Well, <laughs> I don't know that I could completely remember the sniper part of the game. When did that happen? Was it during <laughs> the houses after they've come out of the tunnel? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. The houses so it was it, in yeah. the houses still, because obviously the layout of the story is ever so slightly different. They've shifted the ish tunnel to a different place. Um, so I don't, it's so interesting because I don't remember that. And obviously it's a good thing to play, yeah, but it's not, not got somewhat, all that yeah. much now. No, but you know what? I think you then, you then had to go to see to the boys because they've woken up. <laughs> and then this, and then the, then the big armor truck comes down and yes. then the whole thing with the, the zombies and then, and then with Sam. And I'm like, oh shit, shit, like trying to pause it so that you don't miss it. And then. Yeah, I had to kind of explain to you. So that... I think I've missed some of that. That's why I wanted to ask. I was trying to not be too leading at the beginning because obviously Blake played it and, and you Ellie didn't. Yeah. And I felt I felt like you, Blake, when I played that section, you feel in control and you feel like, yeah. oh, what way am I going to take these guys out there sneaking yeah, yeah, around exactly. the house? Yeah, exactly. creative, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was really interested in how that was talking to two people one who was in the room watching or not it turns out and one who was playing at the same time if you had that same sort of feelings of playing so that's really interesting let's talk yeah. about the bloater the bloater oh, our first bloater comes in much later than it does in the game how do we yeah. feel about the bloater absolutely terrifying <laughs> i think it was in some ways it's like they're like a hive mind aren't they and so in the in the previous episode you see that kind of ground sink a little bit and i thought it was going to be like because they kind of knew that a bloater had to come out at some point so i thought it was just going to be the bloater not this whole swarm what intrigues me the most about the bloater is stylistically i mean it's it's it's, it's the, the the prosthetics are, are wonderful that, that's undeniable and the way it's shot is absolutely wonderful as well really really clever stuff um but what got me was the difference between and this is because i was so drawn by the animalistic quality of the others the way they poured over mm. the edge on all fours almost you know really animalistic then but then we get the bloater who is upright, yeah. who walks on two feet and who uses their hands and their arms and all their gestures and all their fighting gestures are very human. Yeah, yeah. So they swipe their hand. They can grab and, grab and pull a, a man's head off. You know, but so this all these gestures are so human and the walk is so human so i was really interested yeah. by that that difference it was like it was godlike in a way it was like amongst these mere mortals these like animalistic creatures or like the boss you know like it, you know like you get the um uh goliath in the bible or like uh you know those kind of greek myths where you have the big warrior you know achilles versus this big this big fella that's kind of what it felt like to me the super you know in, um invincible kind of guy and that's why when when that happens and you know like perry is going to get in the way of the bloater and kathleen oh poor perry <laughs> poor perry 
Like, I don't think he deserved that. Poor Perry. Like, come on. It was mean. His head got ripped off. Yeah, I mean, that was that was, that was was seriously gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because there's, so, there's elements of these game, this game which so is... So messed up. You know, this this show is obviously very violent, but that was that was truly disgusting. Um, yeah. That's not just somebody being shot, you know. That's that's yeah. excellent. That's that's quite a lot. And it's it's really interesting as well because in the last two episodes, people have like been some fools have been talking about like it's not even any zombies in this zombie, mm. you know, as if like as if zombies are the whole point of these like zombie or, or or infected kind of narratives, but we definitely got a taste this episode, didn't we? And they don't defeat the bloater, which is really interesting. It's like it's exactly what you're saying, Blake. Like it's a big bad boss, like and, yeah. that, and nobody takes it down because in the game, obviously, you can defeat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in, not in the show. Just shambles off. You're so right. It's just like shambling off around places, just ripping people's heads off. Imagine, imagine if you'd survived the Kansas City uprising, right? You're not a collaborator. You're not like part of the militia. You're just like one of the normal people living there. Kathleen's gone off and done her stuff. And you're like, oh, she's gone and messed it up, isn't she? But hopefully we can like get on even ground. It's just starts shambling in. That's crazy. I I don't even know like I I love I love that actually because it was like that it, it happened at the perfect moment didn't it where she's got the gun pointed at them you're thinking what's going to happen when's it going to happen it has to happen now it has to happen now and then the the truck sinks into the and they all just stop and they that look. moment of like that was awesome because you know that this is some serious shit's going to go down because they're not like oh. The old sinkholes, or or a, or a bloat is going to come out, and we'll deal with it. They're all like, "What on earth is going on here?" Yeah, this complete like fight or flight kind of moment for these soldiers. Like you I say, can't believe they all fight. Uprising. I would have been gone. I would have been like, <laughs> "See you later." Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "Get in the cars and run them over." I would have been like, "I feel like we're we're." You know, we've talked through the story, we're getting close to the end. Before we do, and we talk about these very last scenes, let's talk about Joel and Ellie and how their relationship develops in this episode. Like, I've already touched on that sort of silent communication that they have that's going on. One of my other favourite moments is when they go down into the tunnels and Joel says to Ellie, get your gun out, and she gets it out of her pocket. And the side eye he gives her is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her. Well, actually, her character development in this episode is is quite good because you see her because of her friendship blossoming with Sam. We see her in a different light. Mm. Um, so she's not the child anymore because mm. there is a younger child, mm. who, and, yeah. and she's allowed to get her gun out. So she gets a little bit of a yeah. swagger when he says that. So <laughs> she's <clears throat> she's showing. Yeah, a little bit of herself, which which is a bit more uh, grown up now, and she's protective yeah. of the younger child, um, that, rightfully so, because she's allowed to have her her weapon. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Because we talked earlier about Sam helping bring the child out in her, but equally, it brought out the protector in her as well. Yeah. So that 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 kind of complex dynamic is really cool. Yeah, um, and also. 
I feel like Sam and Henry's kind of inclusion really built Joel and Ellie's relationship because Henry was doing the emotional <laughs> stuff that Joel can't do when they're in the bunker and they're bonding. And as, as soon as, as soon as Sam was laughing and Henry was just like, you know, you'd almost start weeping, wouldn't you? If you you saw your, your loved one just really open up because they've been shut down for so long. And so Henry's just enraptured by the whole thing. And I think Joel was too, but he just can't, he can't have it on his sleeve like that. But through Henry and Sam, we see that he's actually warming to it, even to the point where when they start talking about it and Henry's kind of, or Ellie brings up them coming along and then Henry brings it up and then Joel's kind of like, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. goes along with it, doesn't he? Um, he doesn't get all kind of crotchety about it. He he sees that it's it could be good. Not not like that they're going to be like super useful. I don't think because he's competent, but he 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 enjoys the family dynamic. And I think he sees it as a little bit maybe there's more people that that need a, a helping hand. Like Henry makes it really clear that he he cannot. He can find the route out the city, but he he cannot get past the guns and the infected, um, because he's not got those skills. And so for Joel to realize that his his skills he's are needed, needed by yeah. more more people, I really I really felt that he was accepting that. Yeah, when he invites Henry along, um, and he says to him, you know, you guys basically could come with us if if you want. I think I, I felt like I saw the the protective father figure that he is for for you know growing for for Ellie is is also then branching out to other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. John loves being needed. It's like that's yeah. his thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and then in terms of the relationship between Joel and Ellie, there's clearly that trust is developing now that that's quite clear isn't it especially after she you know used her gun for the first time in the episode before didn't she yeah is that right? yeah. And yeah then and now she shot for brian in the spine <laughs> yeah so then that's right so then he he then tells her you know get your gun out so that, that trust and then as you say that silent communication in the last scenes where she's running and he's shooting and he's shooting you know zombies so he's shooting infected who are you know literally inches away from her on her so the trust that i mean she's not that she has a choice she doesn't know he's (laughs) but he that that silent communication and that sort of dance between the two of them sort of really helps to sort of be a uh a metaphor if not a really obvious <laughs> showing of trust and the development of that anything else before we talk about the final two into, scenes my one final thing actually on that is I am loving Joel being knackered at having to run across the city and they get into the bank and he's <laughs> yeah. so out of breath <laughs> Yeah, he is the old man of the group. We've got yeah. the stairs of the previous episode. He's having to run across the the floor of the bank. He's like, "Very <clears throat> kind." Yes, I love that one of the. I love that one of the main protagonists sighs and wheezes and groans like <laughs> I do. I, I really identify. 
feels so seen. I love it. <laughs> okay, so the two final scenes. So the first one is they've managed to get out of the Kansas City QZ. They're resting in a motel. We discover, well, Sam is, he and Ellie in a room, they're reading the comic and they have a discussion around what is Ellie scared of? She says, I'm scared of being alone. Sam, in the most heartbreaking thing, is scared that if you turn into one of the infected, are you trapped inside? Reveals he's been bitten to Ellie. Ellie reveals she's been bitten, but she's not in, but she's immune. She cuts her hand, rubs some blood in his room and tells her that it's medicine. It'll make him secure. It'll mean he doesn't turn. (sighs) He asks her, why are we talking about this? Can we just stop talking now? He asks her if she'll stay up with him. She says, she promises she falls asleep, wakes up the next morning touches his shoulder because he's deaf he hasn't realized even though he's turned that's the most heartbreaking detail to me that is he still trapped inside because of his deafness and he's turned and he attacks ellie they spill out into the main room henry shoots sam realizes what he's done shoots himself bella ramsey does a scream that will stick with me for the rest of my life that I just cannot unhear. It's the most phenomenal bit of acting in this entire show. I just am feeling emotional right now talking about it. Try not to cry. I didn't cry last week. cried the week before. I was trying to keep myself together this week. And then we move on to the very final scene. They bury the bodies, which we don't get the catharsis off in the game, which I think is really lovely that we get that in the show. And Ellie writes on um, Sam's... I can't remember what those little pad things are called. I used to have one as a kid, um, like those little eraser pad things that you flip up, flip pad eraser things. I'm sorry. Walks off. They just really wanted to just really upset us, I guess. How are we feeling? Yeah, well, like we knew as we've played, we've all played the game, like we knew that it was coming, but like it still doesn't make it any easier. In fact, <laughs> made it like Ellie said before, makes it worse what they've done, what they've done with us. And um are we gonna talk about Left Behind at all? Uh I guess that's like, spoilers. We could do some spoilers yeah. at the very end, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll talk just... about this and we'll do do like five minutes of spoilers at the end. So let's yeah, yeah. This, okay. okay. Right, yeah. So just this. So just this. I that was heartbreaking, the thing about her cutting her hand, and I, I, I believe that she will that she hoped. This is my question for it. you too. Yeah, do you yeah. think that she I, believes? Because she has, she hasn't tried it, right? We're, um, this is kind of relatively new. What's happened to her? So she hasn't had a chance to even try it before. She hasn't needed to, and and now she's she's trying. So I don't think it was like theater for Sam. I think she was really trying, and that's that was really difficult. Um, I agree with, I agree with you about how when it cuts away, because I think in the game they kind of show Henry kill himself, and you don't need to see that. No, 
showing so the decision to show um Ellie or Bella Ramsey's reaction it's like I agree with you that was that was like I, I was just getting the shivers just hearing it's you haunting. talk about it it's haunting just her, the look on her face the scream it's like trauma that's just trump so traumatic and yeah it's nice to get the 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 the, the burial and that she walks away because she's the one to be like let's get the fuck out of here you know like she's she's stepped up now from that point of being a protector to sam you know like feeling like a friend and a protector getting the trust from joel like you say with the gun going through all that shit like trying failing and failing in more ways which we might talk about later and then she's like i'm out of here that the progression from the start of the episode to the end for her was massive yeah the the i feel i feel like whilst she has never tried the 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 blood you know as medicine before and she might well have a and she does i, I believe have a hope that it might work i also think the way she does it she's she makes a decision and she holds that decision and then she has ultimate calmness and confidence and the way she says no we're going to do this my blood is medicine you are going to be fine so she's basically telling him you are going to be fine yeah and it's like down the so the way yeah doing the so, superman so thing the way she does that for me is is it's not just a, a hope in her it's actually that she knows even if it doesn't work she's holding this yeah. space of confidence for him and it's now you know because he is a younger child and it calls back to earlier in the episode of course when when the doctor says you know he's you know to henry sam is scared because you're scared and so that's when henry starts to you know try not to be scared yeah. and to show so it's calling back to that obviously but yeah. not that ellie knows any of that but she, that's how she's stepping up they're showing the difference isn't it you know yeah. yeah she's showing that she knows in this moment if 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 this person whether he be younger than her or not but the fact that he's younger i do think makes a even more of a difference he is a, a true child you know she's 14 which so she's still very young but he is a true child and the fact that she holds that and, you know and as a parent you know you know that that's how you would how and then you'd you'd sit with them of course and they would fall asleep and you might know that they are going to turn but you've held them in yeah. that space. Yeah, you've and given you, them they've that. gone to sleep safe in the knowledge that they're not going to turn. And yeah. that is just, oh. It's that, that's that, that interesting binary that we were talking about before of like that childlike hope, but also mm. like stepping up and being responsible and being like, in reality, even if it doesn't work you've had the space like you say so yeah really really clever writing i think this episode yeah yeah when henry shoots sam do you think henry knows what he's doing or do you think it's a reaction to ellie a child is being attacked i need to stop that attack happening and then it hits him afterwards that he's just killed sam i think he does Yes, I think it can it not be both. Yeah, I mean, it can. Of course, it can be. Yeah, I, th I, th I think it's like he, he he knows he doesn't want to, but at the same time, yeah, he's still got to protect 
someone, right? Like, and that's when it's like the the rationale first, but the emotions later. So it's like the gravity of it actually hits them afterwards, mm. and that's kind of the tragedy of it, you know, because because uh, Joel is completely like this could go either way. He doesn't know which way Henry's going to go with it. And so he's super cautious and Henry does the right thing. But obviously, like we've discussed throughout the episode, it's like that's all that's all he had. Mm. That was really good because it was very much that was the spirit of the game and it's still there. Oh. Um yeah, so dark. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we I, 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 it's terrible to watch. Glad I saw it, glad we got to talk about it, but I don't know if I need, even need to watch that again, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. It's not great. <laughs> Second bit. I mean, it is amazing TV, but also don't emotionally devastate yourself, like, twice in, in two hours, 15 minutes. It's not, it's not the most fun. Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly old times. Right. I think let's sort of do the end bit now. So we're going to say our goodbyes, but if you want to hear some spoilers... We're going to do just five minutes at the very end, spoilers. So I'm going to do quickly say, right, thank you, everybody, for listening. Wonderful. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this emotional journey with us. And I didn't actually cry, which is lovely. Um, thank you for listening. We'll be here over the next few weeks, obviously. Come and find me at Rhea, Car- at Rhea Carrigan on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you to everybody at Comics in Motion for letting us talk about this thank you for day for getting everything out super quickly blake and ellie where can everyone find you um i'm on twitter at blake biles b-l-a-k-e-b-y-l-e-s uh, i don't really use it but if you want to message me you can message me there <laughs> otherwise just hear me on the comics emotion podcast here i don't <laughs> really use social media <laughs> Um, but 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 you're awesome, and you'll be back for the Last of Us Part <laughs> Two roundtable. <laughs> go listen to Ellie and the um yeah the Last of Us Gaming uh, mm. roundtable. Yeah, yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're about to talk about spoilers. I don't have enough time after recording to put in a fun little jingle or anything. So just if you don't want to hear spoilers, just turn it off now. Thank you for being here. Let's all go eat some mushrooms to seek revenge on the fungus. Let's do it. <laughs> mushrooms, yummy. I do not need the encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk some spoilers then. So you wanted to talk Left Behind and Ellie and saving well, people. and Yeah, well, I'm sure you know what I wanted to talk about. It's just the fact that the added emotional impact for Ellie that she's been here before with, uh, I can't remember her girlfriend's Riley. name. Riley. Riley. Yeah. 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 So she's obviously, they've had to, if, if you listen to spoilers, you either don't care or you've played it before, so you know, but briefly, when she was bitten the first time, her friend was also bitten, is that how it worked? And then they're yes, like kind of yes. riding it out to see what would happen. Um, and Ali's obviously survived, but Riley didn't. And so now, it hasn't even been that long ago, now she has to do it again. She promises she'll stay up. She's had to do it before. And again, she's the one out of the two who's left behind. Yeah. So for me, it was just like that extra poignancy, you know, because, you know, she's too <laughs> too young to be dealing with this shit, you know. And is that what she's just going to experience over and over again? You know, that must be in the back of her head that 
every time you know, somebody else gets bit until she's with the fireflies getting the cure is she gonna be able to you know she's not saving people so in her head it's all about she is the cure she can stop this happening to people that yeah. she loves that she cares about and obviously we know from the game that isn't what happens. We know that Joel doesn't let that happen. If that was going to happen anyway, because there's no actual proof that the Fireflies had a cure, they were just going to kill Ellie to see if they could. And like that's so tragic. Her watching her walk off at the end, knowing what's going to happen in what is now like four episodes time. Yeah, it's devastating. So I cannot believe the show's doing this to me. It's interesting, actually, because in some ways they've kind of merged uh, like the zombie films with vampire films, because that's mm-hmm. the thing with vampires, isn't it? It's like, oh, awesome, immortal, going to have a blast, but then everyone <laughs> you love dies, and then you're the one who's left behind. You yeah. Know? And so that's kind of her her curse, obviously, well, like, at this moment in time. She, she, in some ways, she's got these powers, but what can she do with it, you know, mm-hmm. when if she can't help the people that she cares for? So yeah, just that was that was that was the main kind of spoiler thing. I mean, before I was talking about the perspective from Henry's perspective of the kind of brutality or the capacity for brutality from Joel, we see that in the game, don't we? Later on in in in, in winter, yeah, um, which we talked about in the gaming um, roundtable, which people should go listen to. It was um, like. When you look at my stat, when I was looking at my stats, I was like, I've killed 500 people. Of course, <laughs> people are going to be terrified of us. Yeah. You know? I'm actually a terrible human being. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> but yeah, that was the, that was the main thing. Yeah. The, 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 the fact that Ellie's gone through it. And, and so even when you see her face, when all of that goes down, and it's like, so, so much trauma, eh? Yeah, so much trauma. And just, yeah, just this episode is very much like we're laying the groundwork we're telling you what is going to happen in terms of grief like we're seeing it with Kathleen we're seeing it with Henry of what you do for people that you love and when you lose people that you love they're like they're saying right now we are telling you what is going to happen at the end of this series they're yeah. not shying away from it and I just you know it's really hard to talk to people about it who haven't played the game and don't want to talk about spoilers yeah. So, so actually, because yeah, because you've talked about foreshadowing a bit. Was there anything in particular you wanted to kind of drop in there? Uh, I don't think so. Just all, just sort of the things we just quickly touched on. Then that it is, you know, <sighs> Kathleen's grief makes her do things that are actually worse for the world, for the societies that she's living in. Joel does this, does the same thing. Really, you know, could they cure the yeah, everything that's going on? he doesn't care his sole focus is Ellie Henry's sole focus is Sam you know if Ellie had had died at the end of the game would Joel kill himself I think you know it doesn't it's telling there's another community later on as well isn't there yeah you get this thing about dubious kind of moral compass and and then that's the thing that fascinated me that we talked about in the gaming podcast wasn't it where it was like I was really fascinated and like, how, where do you, where, where, at what point do you cross the line, like as yeah. a leader? And when, when is your community like, yeah, yeah, fine, you know, like, let's all of a sudden delve into this. And yeah, looking forward to talking about that later. Yeah, like, later. Really good. But, but, but as I, I was really interested in what they, how they changed the hunters, because mm. I feel like they've brought in aspects of later groups into this. And so 
interesting. Well, you've not well. played the second game yet either, have you? So that's no. something I'm trying to avoid as well. They're they're doing some good setup for oh, cool, who cool. characters end up being. Yeah. As well. I can't yeah. wait to get into the second game. Oh, I can't wait for you to sit. You're gonna have to just tell me about it all the time. Right, okay. This is yeah. the end of spoiler section and the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and bye everyone. Thanks.